Hello, GM, GM. Welcome to the very first episode of the Dead NFT Artist Society podcast. I knew for the very first episode, I need to bring the big gun. So our first guest is Victor, a 15-year-old Italian artist based in England who is the mastermind behind the Brick Beats project. But first, a word from our sponsors. Dead NFT Artist Society is proudly brought to you by NFT Champ, a company out of Southern California that creates custom displays for your rarest NFTs at an affordable price. They print your NFT and frame it in a 4x4-inch acrylic display. Simply provide your OpenSea link and they'll pull your image, rank, address, and generate a scannable QR code to OpenSea on the back of the display. These are perfect for NFT collectors or projects looking to hold a physical version of their rarest NFT. Shipping is free in the US and they send within 48 hours of purchase. Grab yours today at nftchamp.metadavideth.com and you'll get a discount again. That's nftchamp.metadavideth.com. Gemini is a simple, elegant, and secure platform to build your crypto portfolio that allows you to buy your Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto instantly. Gemini currently supports over 60 different types of cryptocurrencies and with interest rates at 8.05% APY, it'll give you a leg up on beating inflation. Head over to gemini.metadavideth.com and sign up for Gemini today. Ledger is the smartest way to secure crypto holdings. Its hardware wallets are trusted by over 4 million customers and can secure, manage, and store over 1,800 crypto assets. Using the Ledger Live app, you'll have a one-stop shop for your crypto needs. Buy, sell, exchange, and grow your assets with Ledger's partners easily and securely. Head over to ledger.metadavideth.com and take self-custody today. Hey, Victor, it's so good to have you on the very first podcast. How are you? I'm doing all good, David. Doing all good. Excited and actually honored to be here. It's it's amazing and can't wait to start. Yeah, the honor is ours. Uh, you know, I've known you for a while. I've been following you for a while. A lot of people have been following you for a while. So um, I think a lot of people are looking forward to this particular podcast. So um, let's just start with the basics. Like, let's, you know, let's talk about you, Victor. Like, tell us about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So for those who don't know me, I'm Victor, 15-year-old digital artist and more specialized in the 3D world. And I've been doing, you know, design all my life, but I've been into NFTs since around November and got serious in February 2022. Um, I'm the creator of BrickBeats, which are essentially um, detailed, colored 3D characters. And my aim with this collection, with this project is to um, improve constantly with each with, with each one for example six months ago I did the, the first one and that was really easy and now they've developed developed and they're still developing especially for future projects which we are going to talk about in a minute but yeah that's me I do NFTs design and more so like what does a typical day for Victor look like um, I mean being you know at your age 15 years old and managing you know uh, the things that 15 year olds do and then also being a creator in the NFT space well I actually do manage it quite well because um, the thing is this I used to be homeschooled but finished all my exams about two weeks ago and decided to not proceed with further exams for example in within two years of time 
because the reason is again i'm very um bullish on nfts that's what i like to do so i wanted to be absolutely full time on that so in terms of what a day looks like is you know obviously on wake up say gm on twitter for about two hours and then you know obviously being active creating a lot but you know creating depends on the day like if you're not you know, if you don't have the right mindset to create, I just don't because I know I will produce trash, but sometimes you really get it. So it kind of depends. But lately I've been learning skills, um, been learning some Blender stuff because I'm preparing for my super genesis. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing, learning new skills and sometimes making works for the BrickBits collection. Yeah, what I when I uh, first came across your collection, I think it was about three or four months ago. Um, yeah. It really struck me as very unique. Um, reminded me a little bit of MeBits, uh, but very yeah, distinct from MeBits too. Yeah. At the same time, I think a little bit more extravagant design. Um, no dig against or disrespect against uh, you know uh, against yeah. MeBits, but. Um, it seems like this is probably when I first saw this is part of like, just like phase one of like a bigger plan, um, which yeah, you just alluded to uh, talking about the Genesis and so talk, talk, tell us a little bit about like the roadmap that you have set out. looks like you're all in um, on this um, all committed, very bullish on NFTs, as you said. So tell us about like what, you know, current state and then what the future is going to look like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in terms of, roadmap i i see it more as uh, you know what i'm going to do and things like that and i think i've learned uh, over the over the the months the years is that i shouldn't plan too much further mm -hmm. in time because many times i end up just not doing it for example last year my plan was architect my, my um, and sometimes i wanted to do business and that and that i actually eventually ended up nfts and you know i i never imagined to do that but um, BrickBeads, I actually want to take you to the origins and how we started to, you know, get the idea and why this project is going like that. So it started in about early 2019 when I essentially was developing um, bases for my online 3D printing shop. And essentially, again, I was making bases and BrickBeads were essentially um, bases in terms of their head was actually needed to be concave and essentially would have um drop the plant within that so it would have been essentially a cool pot with a face they were very simple and had different positions but the idea didn't actually take off because you know it was kind of hard to create it in 3d and print it so i just skipped out but last year i actually took the idea i thought wait this could be actually a very good idea for NFTs design and whatever. So I took it and developed it and made my first brick beats on wearable at the start. But since they didn't take off and I really didn't understand much of NFTs at the time, I skipped down wearable, uploaded them on OpenSea and opened the first real brick beats collection of a hundred pieces. So that was um, obviously the main big hit, kind of the debut. And they started out with 100 pieces, which to this day, 90% is sold, but um, not, not worried about the, the average since um, they're obviously historic and they will obviously sell in the future. That's not the point. And now I launched the BrickBits 2. So essentially, it's, it's a new collection. I minted on a smart contract. And I really wanted to focus 
this time on more of innovation, again, with the smart contract, more details, more colors, and a higher floor price. So essentially, I'm trying to raise the floor price by collection, by pieces, so that, you know, I will have a, a minimum and then one day fine art. So collectors will be able to, um, you know, get into the BrickBits ecosystem in many different ways. And about that, as I said, I just got into SuperRare and my Genesis is not launching anytime soon because I'm working hard on it. And, you know, in order to deliver quality, I got to learn a few more skills. So, yeah, that's kind of the roadmap and for now. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So uh, do you see Brick Beats? Actually, before I even ask this question, I have to ask about the origin of the name. Where did you come up with the name Brick Beats? Very unique. You won't, I mean, if you Google it, you won't find it anywhere, but no, it, it's, uh, it's, it, it really sticks. Uh, tell us a little bit about the name. Um, look, uh, the thing about names is that, again, as I said earlier, I like to, you know, think about business ideas and things like that. So I always thought that names with two nouns within, mm -hmm. the, within the same name are very practical and easy to remember. So Brickbeats was very random. I just took five minutes off, came up with a name, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was easy. But, um, yeah, the, the name obviously came from Bricks since, you know, I've, I've been a huge Lego guy, but also because Brickbits are, you know, they start out as a plain um, cubic um, body, so they do kind of remind me of, of Brick, and Beads is pure random. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the name really sticks. I mean, and you've done such a good job of branding yourself with Brickbeats. I whenever hear, you know, people hear Brickbeats, they immediately know what Brickbeats are. They know, and they all have a very different yet consistent look um, that really, I think, resonates with uh, a lot of people, including myself. And I know you've got a lot of big collectors that have bought from you also. Um, so um, regarding uh, like the roadmap, um, do you see like these becoming like playable characters somewhere down the line? Is there going to be like a playability factor into it? Or is this more of just like an artistic play? I would say both. So for now, obviously sticking more to the artistic since it's obviously still pretty small. It's not like nothing huge. But what I plan on the future, again, being very bullish, I, I really have big plans. And probably the first will be to really expand the BrickBits ecosystem. So, you know, have very high price, prices, have collectibles, fine arts, and all that stuff. And then in terms of playability, you know, I obviously have in mind um, things like, you know, games to, to, to create, maybe some, some physical stuff and, you know, in the long term, I really see it, see them being, you know, featured in, in, a, in a gallery and, you know, collaborating with people, you know, I, I also uh, NFT London. So, you know, maybe they could pro be promoted there. But yeah, the roadmap is, uh, you know, for now, I'm sticking to, to art on the art side and hopefully on the future as they will grow, you know, budget and whatever we will be able to to expand them so yeah it's it's a very long-term project sometimes i would say lifetime so yeah expect big things no promises but big things for sure okay um so would you consider yourself more like an artist or a builder slash creator 
Uh, well, I, like, you know, I obviously like to see me as, as an artist. I never thought I could do that job. I just thought artists were people who couldn't make money, but it's actually a, a thing <laughs> that I, I realized. And, you know, I see myself also as, also as a builder. You know, I, I'm really focused on community. That's why I'm very active on Twitter. And I really focus on building this whole thing together but at the core i'm obviously an artist and that's why why i feel like you know they they can you know they can um they can fly because i i feel like if there is a brand and there is an artist at its core i feel like it, it can really it can be big because there is vision there is creativity yeah um i'm just gonna pu push this roadmap uh question a little bit further um Absolutely. Because uh, I remember watching um, a video that you put up on Twitter and you alluded to uh, coming up with like or creating a movie. Is that still like, you know, something that you're oh. aspiring to? Um, can you tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Just because when I look at these characters, mm -hmm. I mean, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah, totally. It screams like movie. I mean, there's a whole yeah, like yeah, yeah. franchise, I think, that you can. And That's it looks true. like you're onto it, too, uh, yeah. based on the things that you were talking about. So um it definitely got me very excited because um you know it showed me that you have like big plans big vision um as far as what you're going to do with big uh brick beats and there's a whole lot of potential here i mean you know you have big brands like lego and that sort of thing and i definitely see the potential that this you know sitting uh you know next to those big brands also so i'm just gonna you know maybe make you a little bit yeah, uncomfortable yeah. here but prod no, a little bit about I'm the so movie <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, the, the movie is obviously far away, but it's still a big idea in my mind. So as I said, for my um, genesis on Super, I, I would, I'm planning to release a short, um, short video. So about 30 to 60 seconds, you know, to start um, relatively small. And then, you know, obviously build it up, build up obviously my skills, because, you know, making a movie is no easy task. And essentially, I, I do have the, the, the movie in my mind. I, I do imagine, you know, Brick Beats, the movie, selling, uh, you know, a lot. And actually for, you know, who, who knows, maybe in two years' time, I might be able to develop it. And I don't know, maybe we can auction it for a crazy price. You know, that, that's obviously um, a dream. But Brick Beats, the movie, I am sure that I'm working on it for sure. That's surely an, a project in my mind. Yeah, that idea of uh, auctioning, it's really interesting because, um, you know, when we talk about NFTs, I mean, you know, we use the term NFTs interchangeably with like art-based ones, but NFTs are so much more than that, of course. Um, yeah. You know, virtually anything can be an NFT. And I think like the next use case scenario for NFTs, um, in my estimation, is probably going to be for like movies and that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. performances, concerts, that uh, yeah. just because with those types of events, I mean, especially when you're talking about purchasing on the secondary market in areas where that is legal, you always run the risk of buying something that is not authentic, you know? Um, so, yeah. you know, you might purchase exactly. like, you know, a concert ticket, show up at the concert and then find out that it's just a piece of paper that's on printed and it's no good. Yeah. Um, so the logical like next step, I think, is uh, for NFTs to be applied in that space. Um, and it seems to me like you're kind of already ahead of that and seeing that that like this, uh, you know, the movie can totally just be something tokenized, whether, you know, you can auction it 
maybe yeah, it's something exactly. that people need like an nft like a token to be able to watch it's like gated that way and you know you find a mm -hmm. platform to uh broadcast it yeah. so yeah i mean that's um you know really interesting take and you know seeing that you're uh have the vision on that um you know two steps ahead as usual so um so have you dabbled into like traditional art as well or have you always just kind of been more yeah. into like the 3d modeling um so here's the thing obviously you know um early or early in my life so you know when i was a kid i obviously started traditional but i actually sometimes used um, my parents computer to do you know paint you know uh -huh, the, yeah. the, the program yeah early, early stuff you know i was running flags and things like that so kind of was already digital but yeah if i am um, i'm not a good painter i am not a good drawer for sure i i don't know how to do it <laughs> i always struggled and you know i i, I just i don't know i i just feel like 2d wasn't my thing i i don't know i feel like it sets limits onto me and so i, ju I just thought 3d was cool i mean i, I started 3d about three four years ago and struck with it um yeah i'm, I'm not too much into the traditional world but I, again, you know, I, I imagine Brickbeats one day being, you know, statues or, you know, um, physical pieces with sure. some um, technology in it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not skipping out on the on the traditional physical aspect of it. I'm just, yeah, I'm not so good at the moment. At it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I see that on you have like uh, collections on OpenSea, you have some on Foundation. Um, you just got, you know, uh, your entry point into super rare. Congratulations on that. It's not Thanks an easy so platform to get on. So uh, what's the distinction for you on those three different platforms? I kind of know myself, to be honest with you, but just mm -hmm. for the benefit of our listeners, yeah. um, like, Absolutely. you know, which one should they go to? Like, why would they go to OpenSea versus Foundation versus Super Rare? Like, what can they expect on three yeah. those three different platforms? Exactly. So, you know, let's start with obviously OpenSea. And by the way, my last collection being on a smart contract, you can get it on Rarible, Looks Rare, and all the mm -hmm. platforms. But uh, yeah, OpenSea is obviously for the collectible side. So for now, there are only two main collections. And essentially, if you want to get a collectible for, you know, uh, obviously good good price and lower in, in compared to super rare I, I would obviously opt for open sea but still the designs are obviously very complicated and what i can promise is that there is obviously a hard work into each piece so you know i never skip out on quality while on foundation you can get higher tier pieces but my focus on that collection is simplicity so you know, I, I don't go over too much details. I try to have a clean aspect. And for example, if you see the background, it actually is different from the from the one on OpenSea and it is rendered. There are obviously more features and it, it's nicer. And for one of my collectors, I actually gave him a, a book about, about the brick bits he bought because it was the first one of my on my Genesis on foundation. So yeah, that's kind of the mid tier collection and those, those are obviously all, all collectibles whilst on super rare again i plan on releasing probably a video something like that it will take probably a couple of months to you know really get the quality um work and working on it but yeah obviously super rare will be the very high tier you know again fine art people will be able to bid on it and meanwhile i'm creating it i also you know 
creating the community so that you know when i will release it many people will obviously have a look so yeah a super higher tier open c we could call it lower tier and foundation the mid tier but yeah if you want a collectible you can get it on open c so what i'm hearing basically is that like you know the super rare is the top shelf stuff um, but you're also very mindful that that uh, you, you want to have like a broad collector base and yeah, broad exactly. audience that you want exactly. to also make your yeah. collection uh, accessible so they could find those on like OpenSea, Rarible. Yeah. So yeah, know, as, as, I, as I called it, it's, you know, to me, it's really an ecosystem. That's how mm -hmm. I see it. Because for now, it's only going to be these free collections, but it will obviously expand in many thoughtful ways. And yeah, so that, that, that's pretty much it. You know, for example, you can see in technology, there is an ecosystem. You can see it um, in nature. Now it's an example. So that's what I plan on doing. So giving BrickBits, um, yeah, this ecosystem where people can plan on, you know, buying that, that. And again, it's not about utility and perks, but I do plan things for the future. So, you know, there will be many surprises for sure under uh, under promising over delivering right exactly yeah exactly so i don't i don't promise anything i don't i'm not saying buy my stuff on open receive um one million dollar no that's not gonna happen um but uh, what, what i do promise maybe it's obviously you know if i grow as an artist and my reputation and stuff maybe the the floor price will also rise so you you could call that utility but yeah no promises under promising over delivering for sure yeah yeah, so speaking of floor price, I remember when I first uh, came across your work, um, the floor price was, I think, around like 0 0.01, 0 .01, yeah, yeah. 0.15, something along those lines. Um, I see now that they're going for significantly more than that. Yeah, um, so we're going for 005, 006 now. I, mm -hmm. I raised the floor price and sold a few on that price. So yeah, they're kind of slowly raising the price which you know it's not obviously related to if i don't want to make more money and um, we are just you know going up pr price to obviously give a high reputation and you know some maybe perks to the early collectors we, we could say but yeah they're obviously ra i'm raising the floor price so that you know with time i again again uh, a better reputation so you know if you want to break bids you'll have to pay a certain price and um, so that, you know, the collectors, for example, on Super will, will be happy to see that, oh, th this guy is selling more and more and more at a higher price. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, for, for example, for example, people like you, you know, and others who collected from the first series at just 001002, I feel like, you know, they would be happy to see, oh, this guy is now selling at that price. Yeah, so you answered my uh, question that I was kind of leaning towards is that this isn't a reflection of the declining price of ETH. This was always yeah. kind of part of the plan that you were going to yeah, raise the floor exactly. prices. I mean, um, as I said on Twitter, I'm, I'm I'm really honestly tired of people, you know, going like ETH is a thousand and whatever. Sure, I mean, I, I, I understand that it's a problem for many, but I actually see it in a positive way. I mean, you know, now I'm minting with the smart contract. It's, it's nothing to mint. So mm -hmm. <laughs> there are some perks there. But also because, again, I'm really bullish on NFTs and ETH. I know they will go up. I'm absolutely sure about that. So, you know, if I sell less now, I honestly don't care. My reputation still goes up. And that's what I feel like is important. So, yeah, if below a thousand or more really makes no difference to me. I won't leave the NFT space for that reason for sure. Yeah.
Yeah, uh, I I admire your uh, very uh, optimistic uh, outlook on, um, you know, the NFT space and ETH, um, because, you know, no doubt there have been some people that have just exited both on the collector side and also on the creator side, just because, you know, they see that it's not for them, maybe on the collector side, you know, they see that, you know, they purchased something with the floor price of five ETH. And then uh, that, you know, yeah. is now selling at like two ETH floor price. Yeah, and yeah. then it's got an yeah. exacerbated effect that ETH is also a lot less than it was, you know, a few months ago when it was sitting exactly. at, you know, Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen people on super rare selling for crazy prices, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, 100 ETH is 100K now. So it's not anymore 300K. And same goes for, you know, big collections be a basey um, grifters and, and stuff. You know, we're obviously, some are selling for less because people obviously are liquidating and now less is even less because of the ETH. But, you know, that's that's people, that's their, that's their money, their stuff. We're not talking about that. We're here, we're talking just about about bricks and my, you know, my, my future. Cause, you know, if I'm, if I'm bullish on the future, these are just little rocks in the, in the path. I mean, 100%. come on. Yeah, I mean, like, um, look at any people, any big people or whatever. Do you think, you know, they had a very um, straight success? It was constant, you know, every day a plus one, a plus one. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we all had very bad moments and very good moments. So that's why I feel like this is absolutely fine. And I'm, I'm really building hard in this bull, um, in this bear market. Yeah, bear markets are where millionaires are minted, um, not during bull markets. That's that's when you're riding the wave. Um, exactly. But uh, you know those those things happen during uh, bear markets. And um, yeah, I mean, my advice to artists has always been: is uh, I know it's easy to say um, and a lot harder to do, but just try you know your best to continue building, um, especially with ETH being as low as it is. Um, it's making it for, as an easy yeah, on ramp yeah. for new collectors to come yeah, in well because said. they can, you know, that, you know, because you'll be, you know, charging point to ETH and that might've been like, you know, $600 a few months ago, yeah. but now it's closer to $200 and that might, might yeah, be, exactly. be affordable for them. And you're being on ramp. You're not leaving the space. So that point too yeah, exactly, is going to be, exactly. it's going to go up again, no doubt. And so, yeah, well, um, yeah exactly. That, that's, that's the plan. I mean, you know, people now can buy for, we can we can say considerably cheap because you know once for example 005 even last month when i started the brick Pits 2 collection it was 130 bucks now it's 65 so you know or 50 yeah so but yeah i mean you know to me the costs to mint are lower so that's good sure. for collectors yeah. to start it's obviously good because again fl floor price will rise but it won't only rise also if will rise so that i feel like you know collectors now will really be enjoying this um this rally i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more we definitely see eye to eye on that yeah. um so uh, as of, you know we've talked a bit about like floor prices collecting and eth um but I have to also ask, I mean, so I know you as an artist, as a creator, do you collect at all? Uh, is that like so, something yeah, that you dabble um, in? Here's the thing. So, you know, um, for now, it's mainly investing in myself, so, you know, you know, planning on buying a new computer for rendering and mm -hmm. also saving up for, you know, um, you know, I, I was planning to to move um, a house. So I want to obviously save up, you know, do a lot of stuff. And uh, um, yeah, that's mainly the plan for now to, to save up. But 
again, I mean, you know, as I said, if I'm bullish or not, I should collect that, right? So yeah, that's what I will probably do again. Now I won't collect because, you know, I-, I, I Not a to top priority, that, yeah. In the future, I, I I already have eyes on people and I really plan on, you know, invest as much as I can because, you know, I don't want to be uh, a millionaire with millions in his bank account. I really don't give, uh, you know, you understood. I really, you know, want to obviously have a good life and, you know, in, invest in people, make people happy. And again, if I were, for example, where to host events or whatever, I obviously needed the funds to also help other people. So, you know, I, I'm obviously very open to to buying and and uh, and um, helping people for sure. Yeah, not now, but when I will be able to do it, it will happen for sure. Okay. Um, so, are there any artists that you see out there that you just really respect and admire? Who are like the top ones on your uh, pecking order right yeah. now? Or is that something so, you haven't really looked at yet? Uh, I mean, I I kind of do. So I obviously really like some styles. Each each one of us is is different. And for now, I'm I'm only going to talk about pretty established people, just because you know they're easy to introduce. For example, I'm I really love um Tijo's work. Don't know mm-hmm. if you know him. Is zero yep. zero x Tijo. One another one is one don't knows. And, you know, now they're, they're not coming up in my mind, but, you know, I've, I've got many people that I, I really would like a piece from them. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But I'm still, you know, looking out for it and looking for the, 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 you know, the people that really deserve it. And another artist actually around my age that I would like to um, point out is called Approximated. I don't know if you know him. He is essentially a, a blender artist. He just sold his Super Genesis for about 5.2 ETH, which oh, essentially wow. is Genesis very cool. He's actually in, innovative. So there is this guy walking from home to, to, um, to the office in all in 3D. And the thing is, it changes. So from Monday to Friday, it's obviously workplace. But, you know, on the weekend, he actually doesn't go to work. He goes to a park, I feel like that was so it, you know you obviously needed some html stuff so yeah uh, i do have eyes on him too i feel like he is very talented yeah i'm gonna dig a little bit deeper into that i'm not familiar with that creator but uh, conceptually sounds very cool so um we're coming up on time here so i'm just gonna ask um you've been very successful, especially given your age, um you know and there's a lot of people who admire you including myself um what advice do you have for like new artists uh, or I should say really like new creators? Cause I would say that you're more than just an artist. I mean, you're really building, I know you've, you know, done stuff with blender also. Um, what advice do you have for them? What are some parting words um, for someone you know, looking to get started? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So obviously, you know, you have to have a positive mindset and the mindset that if I didn't sell today, I might sell tomorrow. So yeah, don't focus on sales immediately. Focus on building community and making friends because without community, even great art won't sell. That's for sure. And um, the biggest advice is really to, you know, keep going, never, never surrender. Cause you know, I, I mean, my journey kind of demonstrated it for my free for first three months, you know, I didn't sell much. But then I, you know, understood and then, you know, I developed my skills in, in all ways, socially, artistically. And that's what I feel like is, you know, focus on improvement. 
So start with you know with Z quality and go to A quality and aim to always improve it day by day. And I'm not only talking about art. I'm I'm just talking about you know also as as a person because I feel like I improved from yesterday. And that's the biggest advice I would I would uh, I would give to always improve and never look at the future as like you know success is a destination. So the third of July is my success day. No, success is you know something we are and every day as long as we keep improving, be it a little or a lot. Good parting words. That's very inspirational. Um, so hopefully uh, our uh, new artists going into the space will take to that. Well, listen, man, it's been really great having you on the podcast. The first, exactly. first episode. Yeah. Um, really an honor. And I was happy that, you know, you, you agreed to join us. So uh, wish you the best of luck on the call notes. Thanks, I'll man. include some links um, so people can find you yeah. and uh, yeah. looking forward to continued success from you. Absolutely. Absolutely.